All right, Tyler. Do you like Jude right, Law? Lance. I do like Jude Law, actually. Do you like Peter Pan? Uh, yes and no. I was so, a fan of the original cartoon. I really liked Hook. I was about like to say back with Robin Williams. I was about to say if you speak ill of Hook, we're off to a really rocky start tonight. No, I was quite a fan of Hook, but wasn't there a, there was a, a Captain Hook esque reboot remake not too long ago that I was not a fan of? Yeah, I want to say there's been a few, I think, over the past couple of years. I don't know. Like I like I think there's been like two or three that have focused on Captain Hook. Yeah. But anyway, Jude Law is in talks to play Captain Hook in yet another Disney live action Peter Pan movie. So I don't know if there's a- Is it gonna is it gonna be an actual live action? I heard rumors and I can't remember where I saw them, so I mean there could be absolutely no merit to what I'm saying here. Um, but I heard rumors that not only is it going to be a live action Peter Pan movie, but it was going to be done in like a musical sense. Um, I don't know if it's musical. This article saying live action. It says Peter Pan and Wendy live action film. Um, well, let's just skim this here and see if it is a musical. I mean, if it's a if it's a musical, I'm way more on board um, <laughs> than if it wasn't. No, if, <laughs> if it's if it's a musical, then I'm I'm gone. I'm done. Oh, see, and that's where like I'd be like totally like because I'm like not really on board with another Peter Pan live action movie. But if it was a musical, I'd be like, okay, I'm kind of on board with that. <laughs> but I like musicals or weird. That's not your jam. It doesn't say, so I don't. I don't think so. I don't. It know. might have just been a piece of Twitter gossip. I that just thought I heard something along those lines. So, like I said, there could be absolutely no merit to it. I'm on board with Jude Law playing Hook, but I'm more curious to see who they signed for Peter Pan. Yeah, and I don't know if they have that. Like that that's a make or break casting role right there. You can have a good hook, but if you don't have oh, a they good got Peter one. Pan. I got one. Um Alexander Maloney will play Peter Pan. I don't know who that is at all. The name kind of sounds familiar. Kinda, I'm just going to just dump that into IMDb real quick cuz that sounds familiar enough that I should know it. What okay. was his name? Peter? Alexander Maloney. And I'm... None of these IMD list, IMDb listings have uh, pictures by the actor's name, so... No, oh, so maybe he's an up-and-comer. I'm thinking so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm still on board for it, especially if it comes to Disney+, Plus. in which case, like, I don't have to go to the theater or anything like that, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know... I think this is this is in the early stages of, of development by the looks of it, but mm-hmm. but that is something to be excited for. But that doesn't get me nearly as excited as the idea of Tron three happening. Yes, with uh, so this one, I'm I'm gonna preface saying this is like very rumor heavy, um, but it kind of got picked up enough places that I was like, okay, we'll throw it in. Yeah, and they're uh, trying to get like the original directors and like Daft Punk back and all of that. So, yeah, I'm totally fucking on board with that. Yeah, no, that would be. I don't know how I feel about Jared. I'm so, I'm hitting males with Jared Leto. Like Me he's too. such a he's a great actor and he's a great musician, right? But I mean, I don't always agree with everything he does. Yeah. I I don't care for his Joker, and I don't think I ever will. No, me neither. Like I I and 
what I mean by like I don't care for his jokers. I think it's just like really not that good. Um, it, honestly, it wasn't even how he played the Joker. No, like the way he acted and his mannerisms didn't kill it for me. What killed the that his version of the Joker was the obscene amount of like the stupid fucking tattoos and the neon green hair and the gold teeth. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, let's make a fucking hip gangster 21st century Joker. And that's what yeah. ruined it. Like, I'm yeah. sure if they yeah. would have kept him more comic based, I would have been okay with his portrayal. But yeah. they just, they took it way, way, way too far. Yeah. Cause I remember when, when he first got announced as the Joker, I was like, you know what? I'm like, a lot of people were kind of like, eh, no thanks. And then I remember reading into it and I went, you know, like, actually got some some really good range to him and like he can actually he can do that weird crazy shit like pretty good so it's like like i was like you know hold on don't get the pitchforks out yet and then like i remember like going to bat thinking like oh i actually think he could be a really good joker and then the way they did the character that he had to play i was like oh i'm not on board with that one bit so yeah, and let's let's not forget the fact that when Heath Ledger was cast in the Nolan's trilogy as the Joker, there was also a big outcry that Heath yeah. Ledger was not going to be a good Joker, and, and to this day, he's probably going to go down as the best one yet. Exactly, and it, it, like everyone had that same reaction when Ben Affleck was cast as Batman too. Like people weren't happy about that either, right? So it's I liked him as Batman. Yeah, no, me too. But like, I, I know a lot of people like when it first got announced, they're like. Ben Affleck is Batman, no thanks. And like I remember reading that stuff, going like, "Look at this guy's range range of work, and like how good he is. It'll be good." And they're like, "Nah." Well, and let's like it doesn't. I don't think it takes a whole lot to be Batman when you're wearing the suit. The more important, the more important part is the way you portray Bruce Wayne. And I I thought he did great playing an old Bruce Wayne, older. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he did a really good job as Bruce Wayne too. I think you need to have, depending on how they do the Batman character, like when he's in the suit, you, you kind of need a little bit, but not not as much as you do need like outside. He's outside, not, but not much. I mean, he he talks in a deep dark voice, and you really only see his face and his eyes. And depending on which Batman it is, like sometimes the other Batmans are like. The eyes are masked out or blacked out, so you really only see the mouth. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot to being Batman when you're in the Batman suit, right? But Oh, and even, like, when you are in, like, the, the good, I guess, like, juicy character acting that's going to come from that is, like, when you're, you know, in the Batcave or something like that, or you're having a monologue, you know, after you've, you know, beat the shit out of the Joker or something. But, so, yeah, no, I, I agree. Kind of while we're just briefly while we're on topic of Batman here, you know who I wish they'd cast as Batman because I oh, still good. don't. I'm super concerned about Robert Pattinson, but you know who I always thought would make a great Bruce Wayne? Who? John Hamm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he would make a really good Bruce Wayne. I think he could play that part pretty well. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think he'd be a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Again, I personally don't think there's much to playing Batman in Batman. Yeah, and that's that's fair. You could, I, I feel like you're, you're, you, we yeah. don't share the same sentiment, and yeah. that's completely fine. Yeah. But I mean, you're in a suit, you're barely visible, you don't use the same voice. Half of the scenes you're using a stunt double, like 
you're in a costume. You don't need a great actor to be in costume because there's yeah. not a whole lot of acting that happens there, in my opinion. But yeah, fair enough. And it, yeah, fair enough. He would like. I want to say he was like a lot of people when they were recasting some of the Batman stuff. Like I want to say, and maybe some people like on Twitter or something were like, "Yeah, John John Hamm's in it." Like I want to say that people have said that before. Um, which makes sense, especially what I think it was kind of when, especially when he's coming out of Mad Men, when they were like, oh, yeah, he'd make he'd make a great Batman. Like, look at him. He's got the Bruce Wayne spiker. Yeah, and he's like a good solid build. But yeah, for sure. anyway, totally off topic. I'm I'm excited for a Daft Punk movie. I wonder if that that guy who played was it Jeff Bridges son. In the oh, last uh, Tron, Tron Garrett Legacy. Headland? Yeah, is he coming yeah. back? I don't or, know. So like, if you're going to make a Tron 3, is this going to be like a continuation or is it a complete reboot? So right now, like this is this is very heavily rumored. Like, I don't think they've confirmed that they're even like kind like like I don't think a Tron like a new Tron movie is like really all that confirmed. Like, it's like this is kind of like some insider reports. Um, And it looks like from the few things I've seen is that maybe one of the ideas is to do if they can get everything back on board is to do a continuation. That's what I personally would like to see. I mean, I don't get me. I'd love to, I want to see Tron either which way, but I would be more happy, more excited if it was a, a continuation and if they could somehow get Jeff Bridges back in there again. Yeah, no, I, I'd like that too. The only worry is, is like, like, cause Tron Legacy, like, did not do well, um, like at all. Um, Which is crazy because it was such a great movie. The visual effects in that movie were, yeah, like the best of its time. Yeah. But like, if you, if you ask like the vast majority of the movie going audience and be like, hey, what'd you, what'd you think of that Tron movie that was like eight or nine years ago? I bet you 99% of the people are going to go, oh, that one with that Daft Punk sound soundtrack. And I bet you that's all they remember about it. Which kind of shows how poorly it did. Like, even though I, I'm with you in, in that camp, like, I think it, it was actually a really good movie. Um, like what they, what they did with it. But yeah, I, it was I just fantastic. For whatever reason, I don't think it did well. Um, I, I don't know why, but I thought it was pretty just good. Maybe another one of those movies that was just a little too ahead of the season, you know? Or maybe it got fucked on timing or something like that, like went up against something that it, it shouldn't have or something. Who knows? Yeah, that that happens too often. And there was... I can't remember which one it is, so like I'll, I'll keep my statement here brief, but I recall like a couple... Within the last couple of years, there was a movie that I wanted to see and I was excited to see, but they like premiered it. They chose a release date on the same day as a fucking Marvel film. And I'm like, cool. So this is never getting a sequel or anything beyond this because it's going to get crushed at the box office. Like, yeah. And as, as, as someone who's, who's like in charge of marketing and like all this other stuff, like what in the world is going? Is it just like, okay, we made a bunch of money off that one. So we need to like keep the revenue streams going. So even though it's not going to make a ton of money, we're going to put it here anyway, just so there's no gap in our quarterly earnings or like, I don't understand what the logic is when they put, you know, like a smaller indie movie that, you know, has the potential to be phenomenal, but it gets dwarfed by like a triple a box office title. I like, I, I want to say part of it is is maybe like especially when you're dealing with those smaller like maybe indie movies is like I think the idea is like 
if we put it up against this big like the big popcorn thing like we're going to capture all the people that aren't going to see that aren't into those big budget ones um or whatever um but well, maybe i i just threw the indie thing out as an example like yeah. I, I can't remember what it was but i don't think it was actually like a small indie movie like i think it was still another like decently budgeted um studio movie but yeah it's just like this you guys why yeah and like it, that that can work sometimes like if um like if a new fast and the furious movie comes out and you drop a kids movie on the same day the kids movie is still probably going to do fine because they're different audiences right yeah but like yeah if you're if you're putting something similar up against each other then then it's which is probably i'm guessing what you were talking about is like yeah it was in the similar vein and it was just like oh yeah that's gonna get destroyed right yeah but yeah like i i'd be down for a tron 3 especially if it was a continuation um oh yeah that'd be so good but even if it wasn't i would also be down for that um like if they just did something else kind of in that universe i would also be down for that depending on what it was and like i'm trying to remember it's been a while since i've seen the last movie but i don't know how like it was if i remember really it was kind of set up for a sequel maybe yeah it's it's been a while it's i'm also drawing a blank on it like there's certain things i distinctly recall but yeah i don't i remember garrett hudlin's character and um oh what's her name he brings Olivia Wilde wild. out yeah. into the real world. Yeah, and that they I think they fuck off on a motorbike. And I think that's credit. Yeah. So like I but I don't remember like I want to say they kind of like destroyed the Tron world on the way out. So maybe it's not a setup for a sequel as I remember lately, but I mean it, when you're dealing with Tron, I think it's a pretty easy thing to write another Tron world back in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's so many different angles you could attack it as. Like, maybe when they're out there, she gets, you know, misses the home world and they decide to recreate a new, better Tron and do it right this time. Or because Tron is technically a computer simulation, maybe they destroyed it, but there's actually a backup somewhere, right? Yeah, maybe maybe the company that, that he... Because if I remember rightly, like, his dad owned a big tech company or something like that that he had shares, and maybe they have, like, some sinister tron thing that they're developing or something and he's got to go i don't know fucking save it there i like i guess mm. my point is like it's it's really not hard to write back into write another like tron thing into no movie, there's I think. <laughs> there's lots of avenues that they can explore for sure yeah um another thing so i think was it last week that we were talking about the boys yeah, last week or the week before. Okay, so they're also going to include a short film. I did see that. I'm very excited, but I didn't read too into it. So, like, what is this short film about? So, apparently, it is uh, a short film following Billy Butcher's time spent MIA. And I, for the life of me, I don't remember when like if that if that means it's going to take place between season one and two because I, I was trying to remember if he like fucked off at the end of season one or something like that i thought he did he well he did but he didn't like at the end of season one spoiler alert he finds his wife that he thought was dead so if it's like his mi and i don't because season two obviously hasn't come out yeah. i don't know if there's a big gap where it's like he found his wife but no one else knows and several months yeah. have gone by 
Right. But there was also like shortly after his wife disappeared, he went off the grid, right? So it could be, you know, his MIA time leading up to when he decides to come back and start taking out superheroes. Yeah, and it says, I think from what this article is saying, it says the plan is to release this short after the premiere of the second episode, since apparently he doesn't return until the second episode. Okay, so based on that, I'm guessing that this short film is to explain his absence in between season one and two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So I mean, like, I'm down for this, but at the same time, like, I also don't know why, why, like, why even do it? Like, like a part I, of me, I like, I like, I'm totally down for more of the boys, but like, an hour and a half of him, like, like, I'm just trying to think of what what that is going to be. Um, I just don't know. Like, I'm sure it'll be good. But. I I don't know what it would be, but I'm I'm happy they're doing it. If he doesn't pop up until episode two and everything I've seen, like I'm judging my thoughts here based on what I've seen in the trailers, is that he kind of comes back and it seems like he went and stole whatever that chemical is and got powers. I kind of oh. got that vibe from some of the trailers. Like it seemed like he was okay. doing some stuff where it's like oh yeah so i mean if that's kind of how it goes where you get episode one and they go into episode one and they you you don't see him and they don't immediately explain what happened when you know from where they left off where he finds his wife but then homelander shows up right i'm all for a short film that's like okay so this is actually what happened and that way it doesn't clog up you know the Right. The actual second season allows them to keep it, you know, right. action packed and and progressing the story along without having to waste, you know, a whole episode or two episodes going. Here's everything you missed. Yeah, and like you saying that, like I, I honestly like, I kind of wouldn't want him to have powers. Like I, I don't know that I'd want like any of those guys fighting the superheroes to have powers. I kind of like how it's just a ragtag fucking like group. I don't know how he'd feel like if all of a sudden he showed up and he's got powers and he can just go toe to toe with like the superheroes. Yeah, I, don't but, I don't know that I'd like that. But you're assuming that he gets powers and he becomes like super powerful. Oh, right? like, yeah. We don't we don't know that. Yeah. And we and yeah. I this is again, this yeah. is just based on speculation. There was one scene at, near the end, I think, of the second trailer they released where it looked like he was screaming or yelling or doing something that kind of seemed like he had some kind of powers. And that was just oh, okay. the, the, the tone I got, oh, okay. but it's like, I, maybe he doesn't, right? Like it's yeah. definitely, I haven't read anywhere that it's confirmed and I've never read the graphic novel series. So I don't know, okay. but I mean, when you think about it, like obviously his main target here is he's after Homelander. Oh yeah. For and sure. I, I love the idea. Like I too love the idea of a ragtag group of guys trying to take on superheroes, but let's be fucking real here. Yeah. All five yeah. of them, if you put them in a room with Homelander, it's yeah, over. They're fucked. Yeah, There's they're fucked. absolutely nothing they can do to take Homelander. So the only way that that's going to happen is if they, you know, get some kind of step up or some sort of assistance yeah. in order to take him on. Because even yeah. if they got other superheroes to team up with him, like Homelander crushes everybody else. Yeah. Like he is the most powerful superhero, right? Yeah. So I think. Uh, you're right that way like they're gonna like they've got to do something that way or they've got to write in like the homelander like uh crypt like kryptonian like crystal alternative that somehow makes them weaker which i don't know that i like that idea either um no i don't want them to lean too heavy on on other 
yeah. legitimate superheroes, right? Like, I like how they borrow and mock a lot of them, but I don't want to see them straight up rip off, like, Homelander is Superman, and it turns out he's also weak to a fucking... Yeah. Yeah, and I don't... Which I don't I don't even know how they would tie that in, because, like, no. Superman came from Krypton, Krypton right? Yeah. He's alert, or he, and he's, you know, his kryptonite is his weakness, because that's from another planet, but, like, again, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen season one of the boys these superheroes aren't born with these superpowers they're not alien they're not from another planet it's literally chemicals that is altering all yeah altering their dna and their genetics right so you can't even introduce a an alien rock that you could be allergic to because that's not even in the realm of possibilities right yeah and i'm sure like the people that read the the graphic novels or whatever will probably know where it's going to go because i'm guessing they're they're following that somewhat um but I haven't read any of those, so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm down for this depending on how they do it, which I like. I'm assuming they're probably going to do it well because I mean that first season was great, um, and it looks like this new season will be good. So I'm assuming the shorts just going to be up to that bar. So. Yeah, I can't. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I want it right now. I know I've been debating whether I hold off and wait till everything is binge like available or if I like watch those first three and then like have to wait weekly. Uh, I've also thought about that and I would also like to wait till they're all out so I can binge them. But I'll be completely honest. I'm a very, very weak man and it's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, I'm going to try my best, I think. But uh, who knows? It could be one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I got nothing to watch. I'm I'm good. Yeah, this needs to happen. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be fucking so good. I can feel it. Yeah. Speaking of good. Right, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Oh, so, man. I I don't know how your current temperature is with, like, where the Fast and the Furious movies have been going and just, like, how fucking ridiculous they are in the last couple of years. Um, I personally fucking love it. Like, I love just how batshit crazy they're getting. Um, and they might be going to space which isn't the first time this has been hinted people have said like when the fuck are they because they've gotten so progressively ridiculous that people have been like yeah so when are they going to space and apparently it's not out of the realm of the possibility for (laughs) one eventually going there so my my take on fast and the furious franchise is i love the first one i loved too fast too furious like when that movie came out I, I think I ended up in like I was still in high school at the time and a friend and I went to Edmonton for his birthday with his family and we stayed uh, <clears throat> at a hotel that was part of like a mall and there was a theater in the mall and that weekend I think we went and saw that movie like two or three times that weekend like I just very much enjoyed it and I enjoyed right. the the third one and I enjoyed Tokyo Drift and then it yeah. started getting a little f- fucking wonky and I didn't like it because it took away that realistic feel that made me yeah. enjoy him so much. And it became just ridiculous. utter and total trash, but trash that I had fun watching. Yeah. I see that. I think I kind of know where you're getting at because like the same way, like the first three or four, like I, I almost consider them like a different part of the, Like I almost split that franchise down the line, like almost right there. Cause like same thing, like the first three, like I was like, okay, like they were still kind of ridiculous, but at least it was like one of those things that you could look at and be like, okay, like, uh, yeah, you could probably do that if you stretch the imagination a touch. Um, and they were kind of these realistic street racing movies 
you know, and the first one is basically a straight rip off of Point Break, um, which is awesome. But and then, yeah, I just kind of like split the line there. And then like everything after like three or four is just kind of like bad, ridiculous, but like a shit ton of fun. Yeah, like I like I, I still I'm still going to fucking watch them all, but they are absolutely absurd at this point. Like oh, my yeah. favorite my favorite gifs and memes are the ones where it like shows the vehicle and it's got like 20 fucking gears and somehow it's the world's longest runway that's like 90 kilometers long when they're trying to chase down that plane. Oh yeah. Like they're not even trying at this no. point, right? No, like like at this point like any sort of like reasonability is like just tossed out the window. And like I remember I can't remember which one was it, but it was the one where they drive the car through the three buildings in Dubai uh, that are like all spaced apart. And I remember like, I think that was the point where I was just like, okay, this is where this franchise is going. And I'm just going to get on board with this. Uh, Cause this is clearly where they're going to go. It's just this fucking ridiculous shit. And was then it? I'll go ahead. Um, and then I also had that realization uh, like for the new trailer, whatever the next one's coming out. Uh, spoilers if you haven't watched the trailer but like dominic he's chasing his uh this other car and it, the other car drives off this mountain and charlie's there on picks the other car up in a jet and like flies the car away and dominic goes up and there's like a broken ass bridge that's like hanging down the cliff and he hits the post of the broken bridge just like good enough that it hooks into his tire and he keeps driving off the cliff with the rope bridge coming with him and then the rope bridge tightens up and he does like a big 90 degree like swing and launches himself onto the other mountain and i was just like fuck yeah okay strap me in like that's so fucking stupid but that's kinda... that was <clears throat> that was literally what i was just about to bring oh, up shit sorry <laughs> like <laughs> i totally like didn't know I... you were going that way yeah Oh yeah, no. That when I saw that scene, I was just like, "My fucking god!" And like, it's it's even worse now, especially because like, with me being in school and like taking engineering yeah. and stuff, where I have to yeah. take yeah. physics classes and stuff like oh, that, yeah. it's kind of ruined some things for me. Because oh, yeah, I see that sure. instead of like a normal person being like, "Oh, well, that's kind of ridiculous," but that looks fun and enjoyable, and I'll still yeah. watch it. The first thing that goes through my head, it's like. Well, like, how thick is that rope? And, yeah. like, at that drop and his velocity before he starts going off the cliff and then, you know, uh, the, you know, the force of gravity coming down, like, and it just starts, all of those thoughts start going through yeah. my head and it's just so obscene. Yeah. And, like, I, I kind of thought of it, like, similar, like, when it started getting that ridiculous. It was, like, like I was trying to, like, kind of, like, go, like, like how, how could that happen? And then... I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to stop thinking about that. And I'm just going to kind of enjoy how spectacularly fucking ridiculous this is. Um, this might be where I draw the line, though, depending on like if they do it, like if they do another one and a new trailer comes out after this film comes out where they somehow are in space. Like, I mean, I'm still going to go see it anyway, but that might be like that might be your the line. line that I yeah, that I draw from like, OK, this is super hot garbage but trashy fun and i'm still gonna watch it to yeah. the point where it's like okay this is just straight fucking trash and i'm gonna watch it but i'm not gonna enjoy it yeah fair enough see like i've kind of put these new fast and the furious movies just kind of in that like this is this is so, 
just fun trash that I'm going to watch. And when they were like, yeah, we might go to space. I was like, sign me up. Like, <laughs> it, like, cause I haven't like, that's kind of been my thoughts on the whole trilogy is like, it's, it's, it's fun trash, but it's like a good time. But I could totally see where like, you would just be like, if they're going to space. I'm not. <laughs> well, I got to wonder what some of these actors are thinking. Like, obviously like Vin Diesel doesn't do a whole lot. And he probably loves the franchise, so he's just going to carry on with it anyway. But if I was like one of the actors who's been in this franchise, like the guy who plays Han or Gal Gadot, for example, who's like a, a, a superstar at this at this fucking point, she like been in them for and they killed her off, didn't they? At one point, like a while ago, I thought. Oh yeah, that's right. They did uh, the runway one. Yes, that's right. She yeah. sacrificed herself for Han or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's right. It, yeah, but like still like i and i mean i guess like ludicrous is a rapper but like i can't believe none of the main characters who are like recurring roles in this series i have gone looked at the script and been like okay like fuck this is a big paycheck and i have a lot of fun on it but like i this like where's the self-respect I, I bet that as soon as like they read it and they have those thoughts of like, yeah, where's the self-respect? I bet they have that. But then I bet the dump truck full of money that gets poured onto their front lawn just squanders that thought. And they're like, all right, let's do another one. I bet that. Well, at this at this level, you would have to pay me a boatload to be in something like that because it's just so fucking bad now. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. Um, so, yeah. It, it, fuck i guess they're going to space at some point maybe so yeah i guess we'll see what happens uh, yeah and now that now i'm trying to like logistically like think of how a car works in space and, and i'm i'm not going to go down that road tonight i'm not the writer for that <laughs> yeah, movie that's i'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> don't do don't even try to wrap your fucking head around <laughs> no that. i'm not going to try to rationalize that um Here's another thing that I thought was actually really good is did you watch Atomic Blonde? Oh, you bet your ass I did. I'm a big Charlie's Charlie's Theron fan. Me too. What did you think of Atomic she was, Blonde? She was part of the reason that I started watching Hyperdrive when I found out that she was a, like produced that show. I was like, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw her in one of the episodes the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it. I I I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. It had, I kind of like their like weird kind of like neon retro kind of like film vibe to it, you know? Yeah, and the the music choice for the first movie was like awesome. Like I remember walking out of that and going like, "Man, the music rocked in that." Like their their choice of uh, like that era of music. Yeah, the and, soundtrack was phenomenal. And the action. Like, I thought the action was really well done. Um, oh, great fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. no. Fantastic. So, like, I, I'm nothing but excited for for a sequel. Yeah. And apparently just, it's being I'm, I'm, done at Netflix. But uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, so, I was just going to say, like, apparently it's it's going to be Netflix developed for the sequel. So, I don't... I, I think it might just go straight to Netflix. It might not be a theater like the first you know i can i can see that because i i if i recall correctly she had she was she had something like more than just an acting role in the first one i think she was like a producer had something to do with it in that fashion oh, okay and 
and I see that, like the her the hyperdrive, right? That was produced by her. Yeah. And so that, maybe that uh, that new one, the old guard, right? She stars yeah. and produces in that, so she might have some kind of deal worked out with Netflix. Oh yeah, and maybe she carries the rights of it being like. Maybe it's rolled up in in a production company of hers or something like that, where she can kind of shop it around wherever. Yeah, exactly. And I'm all for it. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the theater experience, but when like a good movie that I'm genuinely excited about comes to Netflix, I'm all fucking for it because then I oh, can yeah. just come home, flick it on, and away we yeah. go. Totally. Like, uh, that's kind of like how uh, that Chris Hemsworth extraction one on Netflix was, where I was just like, yeah, I came home on a Friday and was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a couple of beers and a, and a pizza and watch this because this is looks awesome oh and that one was so so good too yeah so i i think like my big thing i hope in them doing a sequel is i hope they kind of do the same tone and vibe of the first one because i think that was a super key part of what made that first one awesome is like you said that like retro kind of old school vibe with this old like funky music and kind of thing like that so I really hope they just keep that tone. Um, and I think as long as they do that, I mean, they're probably all right. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I thought was was so good that you'd be pretty hard-pressed to fuck up a sequel to. Yeah, like I, I don't know if they're going to get like any of the same Raiders back or anything like that. Um, but I mean, well, that's also... Wasn't that case- whole... What's go that? Ahead. Uh, go ahead. Oh, isn't that is, Atomic Bond, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that also based on like a graphic novel of some kind or a comic series or something to that effect? Uh, a book, something. It's based. Isn't it based off something or am I wrong in that? That sounds right, but I don't remember it. I don't remember enough to like say for sure. But that that actually, now that you're saying that, that actually sounds right. So, yeah, maybe that is. So maybe they got some source material that they can. Um, go with that they can pull from yeah yeah so i mean if if that's the case then what the hell um but yeah like i'm I'm totally on board for this like i think that first one was great i thought that thought the action was really well done um because i want to say the first one was probably right around like the first john wick movie yeah i guess it was a while ago wasn't it yeah i think it would have been around then so i remember like kind of getting a little sullied by john wick in the sense that like any action movie i watched after that i was just like oh this isn't john wick um i don't like anything will ever be john wick no i don't think so either um but i remember like watching that movie going like oh that action was like really really well done um so yeah well and like i've said it before and i will say it again like a good soundtrack to a movie make can make or break it yeah, and it was just one of those things where like everything was just it fit all of the songs and everything just fit so perfectly into like each scene that they were inserted into into that movie. And I think that's what makes it. Yeah, for me anyway, that was like a big bolstering of, of how no. much I enjoyed that movie. No, I agree with that. Like the soundtrack for that movie was fucking rad as shit. And it the use mm-hmm. of it was also rad as shit. So I think if they do that again and they can nail that part. Um, and you get the action right, you can kind of fuck up the rest, and it'll still yeah. be good, right? Because um, Charlie Theron is a good enough actress that she can she can carry a bad movie uh, if she needs to. Um, so I think as long as you get those key pieces right, then I think you're pretty well on board 
which I yeah, mean, well, she's just an amazing actress. Like, I don't know if you ever saw, did you ever see Bombshell? No, I just added it to my Plex server, um, but I heard very good things. Yeah, it was actually like, I don't give a shit about what's, what's her name? Fucking Megan Kelly. I don't care about her at all. Yeah. Like U.S. politics is not really mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse, but that movie was was really good and she crushed it and like i went back and saw like you know there's some youtube videos where it's comparing scenes of bombshell to like real clips of megan kelly and it's like damn good job yeah yeah truly theron is a rock star um she's definitely one of my one of my favorite actresses and yeah Mm -hmm. i think she's kind of a rock star i'll watch pretty much anything she's in for the most part so and I mean, she's got got super good range because I mean, she's she's won an Oscar for what was it, Monster? I think it was or whatever that one was. Uh, you know, so she's yes. got the range to go down like crazy, um, crazy rabbit holes with characters, um, and can do like incredible range. So yeah, I think she's real. No, yeah, looking looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. And then, All right. So, another... so next on the list, yeah. a Gotham show on HBO. Yeah, on the HBO Max uh, platform, and it's so it's based on the Gotham PD that'll be in the bat, uh, like the Robert Pattinson movie. And interesting, I gotta say, I like I'm kind of not on board with this. No, <laughs> no, not like, on board. No, like and like usually, like if you ask like anything Batman wise, like I'm I'm probably gonna say yes because I'm a huge fan of him, and like I I'm a big comic uh, nerd. But like oh, I remember hold on, just hold on, hold on. You okay. you like Batman? Oh yeah. You like course. Batman movies? I did not know that. <laughs> oh yes. Um but I, I think like, if I, any network is gonna do a Batman, it should be fucking HBO because God, they're so they, they get dark and gritty. And they're yeah. so good at dark and gritty. I didn't really I I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch the Gotham series on Fox, so even though I really I <laughs> That's where you're what? So, so, so that's kind of like where my Gotham TV show like has been sullied is because I remember like trying to get into that show and I was just like this isn't isn't good. Um, yeah, but don't don't yeah, you keep, don't hold that one down and don't don't take it like personally and not be into Gotham because the it's Fox. Yeah, okay. They don't so put the fucking time. They don't put the money yeah. into shows. They cancel everything like right oh, yeah. when things start getting good. Like totally, fuck I Fox. Totally, I totally get what you're saying, but here's here's the thing that that also was super bad about that show is they tried to have all the Batman villains um, be versus the Gotham PD without Batman, and it almost doesn't like. And to me, like it, it just that premise wouldn't have worked regardless of of where it was, because I like you take a bunch of Batman villains, just cops fighting them. Yeah, I but know. I mean, if you were to like, okay, granted, <clears throat> Batman is in a made-up universe, and that shit's not real. But he's one fucking guy, and he's got a lot on the go. And there are a lot of criminals, and a lot of like supervillains, and a lot of like yeah. fucked up people in that universe. There is no way that the Batman could be fighting all of them. Like at some point, the guy needs to stop and you know go to the bathroom or you know get at least an hour of sleep. Right? Like he can't be going twenty four seven. So I don't think it's far fetched that. The Gotham no. PD would have to face off against films because Batman just can't be there all the time. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. Um, 
but like, what are your thoughts on it? Are you are you into this? I'm into it. I mean, I'm gonna give it a go. Oh yeah, but and that's like, just, I just I love I love HBO, and for a long time, like some of the series that they've done, like because you know pretty much everything that DC does is WB, so it all ends up on the fucking CW, and that's where you get Arrow and the Flash and Smallville and Batwoman and all that kind of stuff. And like, not to sh- shit on any of those shows. But they don't draw me in, even Gotham on Fox. None of them drew me in because they're in like they're they're shooting for a, a wide, wide audience, which I totally get. You want to get as many viewers as you can so you can charge more for advertisement, you need to turn a profit. But like I can't other than like the boys, which is in a completely different like universe, it's not the same realm. But like if you were to think the two big ones, DC and Marvel, neither of those uh comic empires have a tv series that's dark and gritty no and like that's what i want to see yeah yeah no that's fair and yeah i think one of the things like maybe maybe if it was like a different property i don't know like for some i'm just trying to think of I, like, I'm sure that with the HBO talent behind it, like, there's going to be some stuff to it. And, of course, I'm going to check it out. Um, so I can bitch about it all day long, but I'm still going to watch it. Um, Fair enough. But I don't know. Like, I just... Like, to me, like, if if you're selling the idea of an HBO Max, um, you know, DC live-action dark gritty series, you know, Gotham PD probably isn't, isn't my first choice. But who knows? It wouldn't like, be my first. It wouldn't be my first pick either. But you know they shop all of their like bigger name superheroes to their WBCW fucking shows. Oh yeah, probably. So maybe this is their their way of getting the foot in the door where they're like, hey, because HBO, yeah. like, there's no way this is going to be a, a G or a PG rated television no. show on HBO Max. It wouldn't no. be on HBO Max if it was. <laughs> yeah. So you know it's going to be violent. It's going to be full of foul language and probably you know very graphic and yeah. maybe some nudity. So maybe if it garners a like wide audience, then WB will start optioning out some of their bigger name ones where they're like, hey, look, there actually is an audience that isn't yeah. 12-year-olds and tweens that want to see superhero shit, but they want to see the dark side. Because yeah, that, like, that's... don't Like, I love the DC movies. I love the Marvel movies. And I don't really care for the DC or the Marvel TV shows. But, like, when you read the comics... They're not PG, right? So like the comics that I grew up reading, they had blood and guts. They had gore. They had foul language, you know, stuff that a wide young, young audience shouldn't be watching. Like that's, those are the comic books that I grew up watching where Superman would punch a hole straight through a guy's body, pull his arm out and there would be blood and intestines dripping and falling out, right? And you don't see that shit anymore. So if if I have to support a Gotham PD series on HBO so that they'll start pushing the envelope and giving us legit superhero television shows in a darker vein. I'll fucking, I'll go and stream every episode multiple times to get those viewer numbers up. Fair enough. So, so, okay. So here's something that that's kind of turning me a little bit as I scroll down this article. So apparently the, the showrunner of this has done a shit ton of work on the Sopranos. And I just had the thought of like, okay, maybe you do like a Sopranos, Batman, Crime Family in the Gotham PD universe, and I'm kind of now well, kind of 
And there are All lots right. of mafia crime families oh, in yeah. Gotham, right? Yeah. I'm surprised that that's what kind of garnered your support. If I recall correctly, I thought you absolutely hated Sopranos. Oh, no, I love the Sopranos. It's uh, it's your crazy thoughts that hate the wire. That's what you're thinking about. Yeah, well, the wire is fucking overrated. You heard it here first. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> but i'm on board i'll watch yeah. it yeah like i like it's like i said i'll, I'll i'm gonna check it out regardless um but yeah it, it, just my initial gut reaction was kind of like oh eh, but like now that we're kind of like talking to it a little bit i'm kind of getting a little bit more on board and get like on I, the boat ben get on the fucking boat i'm gonna watch it anyway so i'll get on <laughs> it at some point all right uh, well that's that's like normal news now we have yeah. a whole bunch of fucking exciting trailers that I want to talk about. Yes. Like the Forever Purge. Yes. I, I Granted, I didn't see a trailer for that. I just saw that there's another Purge movie. And this is another one of those like series where it's like not the greatest series in the world, but like I thoroughly fucking enjoy watching the Purge movies. So I have never seen a single Purge movie. What? No. <laughs> You've never seen a single fucking Purge movie? No. Never. Oh my God, man! And like you, I, Jesus, you need to I, go and go and watch them like now because I think like the last one that was released was like they're not in chronological order, so the last one was actually the first one, kind of thing. So yeah, I've always been meaning to watch them, and you're probably going to hate me even more about this as I'm opening my Plex server. But I think I have every one of them on there too. <laughs> oh my fucking <laughs> Lanta! uh but like i've i've heard like I, like i've known a lot of people that have seen them and been like these are like dumb rad like action stuff like and you know what maybe it's just because like mentally i'm fucked up but i there like have there ever been movies that you watch and you enjoy it and part of the reason you enjoy it is because you're like i wonder what it would be like to have to live in that world oh yeah for sure yeah yeah, so totally. that's kind of why I like the purge. I want to clarify right now, so no one thinks like I'm some sort of fucking psychopath or sociopath. I don't imagine what it would like to live in the purge, so I could go out and murder people. But, I, but I've imagined yeah. what it would like if that was the real world, because I wouldn't want to murder people. Like, how would I lock down my house? Would I arm up? Would I yeah. feel comfortable if someone was banging on my door to like defend myself? Oh, what yeah. would the world look like if everyone did just start fucking? purging all their you know oh, there's yeah. all these like weird little things like they're not going to win any awards by any means but no they're actually not bad movies yeah it's not like the latest fast and the furious where you're like this is a fucking trash fire but it's fun like they're actually good not oscar worthy but yeah they're good yeah and i've no, seen and that, everyone i've gone to theaters and watched everyone when they come out yeah and that's what i've heard and like i i have been meaning to like go through them all because because i've heard that and they seem like right up my alley like I, like I'm sure as soon as I start watching them, I'll be I'll be like these are well, these are fucking rad. And um, honestly, now that you have like now that you have them all on your on your server there, like it would be good to like like I had to like I'd watch one and then a couple years later they throw out another one and like I've never uh, yeah. really gone back and repeat watched any of them. Yeah, but like you're in the perfect situation now where you could watch just the first it. purge and that's literally what what the newest one is called is called like the first purge or something and then go in chronological order yeah just like carve out a lazy sunday afternoon get your popcorn and your soda your red bull and just fucking purge it out yeah i'll probably end up doing that at some point because like i i've heard like nothing but like good things in the sense of like exactly what you said where it's just like they're kind of just a great time 
So yeah, I I'm of the vein. If they want to release a purge movie every couple of years, fucking do it, and I will go and see them every couple of years. Oh yeah. Yeah. They did one every single year. That might be a little excessive. Yeah. I don't, but I, I feel like it. It could pull it off better than like the Saw franchise. Yeah. Like after the after the third Saw, it was like okay, fucking enough. I yeah. don't care about Saw anymore. Okay, Minus so, the new one. I I, oh, I am excited about the new Saw. I will I will clarify that. But that's okay. just because uh, those two, uh, uh, Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson, are the leads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I was just about to ask you, like, what are your thoughts? Because I was the same way. Like, I I got burnt out on the saws. Like that eighth one in, I was like, like, or once I got past like two or three, I was like, I'm out. But then I watched. I didn't know they were making a new saw, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, Chris Rock. I was like, and then I was like, Samuel Jackson. I was like, is this fucking real? Like, is this saw? Like, is this the saw well, universe? And then saw universe, but it's not saw. Yeah, and then I remember like watching the trailer, and I was like, do it am I into this? Like I had this thing where I was just like, I don't. And then like the line that sold me was like, and I'm so glad they put it in the trailer is like Samuel Jackson is in like a subway or something. And he turns around. And he's just like, you want to play some motherfucking games? And I was like, I'm on board. I was like, that's all. <laughs> that's all you needed to say is like the Samuel Jackson line uh, in the Sao universe. And I was like, I'm on board. Yeah. So, but those ones, like unlike the purge, I'll keep seeing them. Saw I, I grew tired and I feel like it's because there was I shouldn't say I feel like I I can say with like 100% confidence there was absolutely no fucking forethought in the Saw franchise. No, it, it basically like they made a Saw, yeah, and did really well and they're like, "Oh shit, fuck, let's capitalize. Let's do another one." And then it did well and they kept going because like yeah. It was not that long ago. I want to say within the last six months I watched one of those, I don't know if it's a Watch Mojo or some shit like that on YouTube where they do like the history of this show or everything oh, yeah. you didn't know about this movie, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it was like the saw movies explained. And it was like a 20 minute video where it's like, okay. And they go through, not, they don't like go through every single movie in detail, but they're like, so in the first one, this happened. And this is where we learned this guy. And then in the second one, he comes back and it turns out that this guy actually worked for him and that this guy was his friend. And then he hands the reins down to her. And as they're going through, they're telling you like how everything ties in, but the way everything ties in is like so fucking scrambled that like you learn something from the second one, but then you don't really find out what's happening until like four movies later. Yeah. And then another three movies after that, they try to tie it into the first one and then it gets confusing. And I'm just yeah. like, this universe is a fucking mess. Yeah. It seems like there was never any forethought in the writing. Like it was just like the, the no, some doesn't, producer. Not that it doesn't the seem there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like the writers came into the producers' room every time and was like, "Hey, guess what? Got greenlit again." And they were like, "Really, another Saw movie?" And they were like, "Shit, I guess we got to go watch all those old movies and find a plot thread to die into." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. So, but but yes, watch the Purge. Watch I the will. Purge movies; they're good. But back on HBO, American Pickle. Did you see that trailer yet? I did see that one. I'm, I'm excited for that, but I'm also I'm also a Seth Rogen fan, despite the like a lot of people shit on him because you know his movies aren't for everyone, yeah. and I don't enjoy every single one of his movies. I mean, I've watched like them all and I laugh at all of them, but you know the majority of them aren't making my top ten list by any stretch. But that show looks funny. It looks good. It looks entertaining, and I think him and his writing partner Evan Goldberg, for the most part, the mo- the movies and stuff that they actually write are real fucking funny yeah like i'm a i'm a 
like I like Seth Rogen uh, quite a bit too. Um, but that trailer, like nothing, nothing did it for me when I watched that trailer. Like, like I remember looking at it, going like, okay, I I see what they're going for, but like I think maybe the tone of it, I was just like maybe not on board with. And that's fair. I like I will say like it looked funny, and I'll watch it. But I did, it's not like watching the trailer for like the boys or anything where I saw it and I was like, oh, I can't fucking wait. This is going to be so yeah. good. It was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's HBO. It's yeah. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. This is going to be funny. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah. And like kind of when I was watching it, I was kind of like, I don't know how on board I am with this, but like I'm like, I'll I'll, I'll try an episode out. I'll watch the first episode. And if it kind of hooks me, then I'll uh, I'll continue. And if it doesn't, then I can say I watched the first episode. Yeah, fair enough. The other trailer that I completely came across absolutely randomly when I was watching trailers on YouTube was the tax you collector. Too? You just pick a day oh, yeah. and like pick up in trailers. Yeah, do the same thing. So yeah, uh, I, I don't saw... even pick it. I just like watch a trailer and then it'll be like the next up list. It's like, oh, here's a, a bunch of other trailers. And I'm like, oh, that one kind of looks interesting. Yeah, I do the same thing. And it was the tax collector. And I've seen, I watched after I watched this trailer, I had a whole bunch of videos pop up in my feed where people were like, this movie looks so fucking stupid and a whole bunch of people shitting on Shia LaBeouf saying he was doing fucking brown face, which like, I don't know, maybe I'm just completely ignorant, but I didn't see that at all. Yeah, okay. I I didn't see that. I didn't get that sense. Um, yeah, no, me neither. I think the, the general thing, not that he like donned like actual makeup on his face to make him look Mexican, but I think a lot of people are like, oh, great fucking Shia LaBeouf yeah. thinks he's a Mexican now this isn't what Mexicans look like and I don't know I don't want to get into politics yeah. but it's like well Mexicans aren't all fucking brown skinned like Louis CK is a fucking Mexican yeah I don't know I don't know if you've seen what Louis CK looks like yeah but he's fat redhead and white so yeah. anyway I saw that trailer and the first half, I was like, yep, I'm really into this. The second half, it kind of fizzled out on me, but I'm still excited nonetheless because the last Shia movie I watched was The Peanut Butter Falcon, which I think is incredibly underrated. I yeah, thought it I, was a phenomenal fucking film that more people should watch. Yes, I, I really want to watch that one. Um, I've, been, I've been meaning to get to that one because I really when I saw the trailer for Peanut Butter Falcon, I was like, I really want to watch that Um and it, and it's it's a drama like it's nothing yeah. like special or anything like but it 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 hits you in the feels and it like makes you feel like warm and fuzzy inside and yeah. it was just it was a great movie i yeah. just i hadn't seen shy in a long time and i saw yeah. that and i was like yeah i'll give this a go and i was like fucking right shy is yeah. back yeah uh, so uh, i'll start off by saying so you know uh so he's got a big chest tattoo in that trailer or that movie yeah so he legit got that for real that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, me neither. When I read that, I was like, "Of course, of course, he did." Um, yeah. Can I, can I can I sidetrack for one quick second yeah. before we carry on yeah. with this? Speaking of tattoos, yeah. what the fuck is up with that awful phoenix on Ben Affleck's back? Oh God, I don't know. Was that for a movie? Where did know. that come from? Oh no yeah. I just remember seeing pictures in the tabloids, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he just didn't bother to take off the makeup in between filming," and then it was like, "Oh no, shit, this isn't." Like this is real. He has uh -huh. this really awful fucking Phoenix back tattoo. Huh. I don't just know. sorry, just made me think about that because it's uh -huh. so bad. That's so good. But obviously not stopping him from netting the likes of Anna Diarmas. No. No. Anyway, uh -huh. yes, tax collector. I I I'm into it. I like those kind of like Yeah. 
so cartel I, yeah. type movies. Yeah. So I watched the trailer and it did nothing for me. But that's not to say that I'm not kind of excited for it because I, I think David Ayer is pretty decent, the guy who directs it. Yes. And yes, it, he is. So he's done he's done a few things that I've really liked and he's done some things that I that I haven't liked. Um but like on the whole, like he's done some really good stuff. Like he, he did End of All End of Watch, um, which I think is a phenomenal movie. Um, uh, yeah, shout out to Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Um, you know, he did uh, that bright Netflix movie, which I actually didn't think was all that good of a movie, but I thought there was a lot of c- cool stuff in it. Um, oh, I, I like that one. I enjoyed it because I often thought it was like, what if Superman wasn't raised by like good wholesome parents and had all these powers and just decided to be a fucking dick? Oh, uh, no, but you're thinking of a different one. Bright is the Will Smith one. Or there's oh, like, yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm thinking of Bright Burn. Yeah, Bright Burn. Yeah. Okay, yes. Bright with Will Smith. Yes, I also did not give a fuck about that film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he did the the Suicide Squad movie, uh, the, the one that came out a few years ago, which I, I, I thought was not good. No, um, it wasn't either. But I, I loved End of Watch that I, yeah. I watched End of Watch several times. Yeah, I've seen it a few times too, and I think it's really good. So I think... Um, so like like I'm like when I watched the trailer I was like this like and I think it was just a very poorly edited and done trailer. Um yeah, I got that impression too. It it felt like it, again to me like the first half started off strong and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And then the last half it's like, oh, "Okay, guys, you could have done better than this." Yeah, like like to me when I watched it like I remember finishing it and like thinking I was like, hey, "David Ayer is really good." And I was like kind of looking at it and I was like I bet that's that could be like pretty good if it was done right. But then I was just like, I think that trailer was just not all that well done. So I think that was the issue for me. But never underestimate the power of a trailer. I mean, I've yeah. watched some phenomenal movies that, that I just happened trailer. to watch because, yeah, that I was like, I someone's like, yeah, let's watch this, and is like, not a chance. Did you see the trailer? It looks like yeah. a pile of dog shit. And then you watch oh, yeah. the movie, and you're like, why didn't they put any of this in the trailer? Yeah, or I like a really gone and uh, seen this in the fucking theaters. Or, or really, the, the almost uh, worse scenario is when like there's a really good trailer and you're like, man, that looks rad as fuck. I'm totally going to that opening night. And then you walk out of the movie and you're like, what the fuck was that? That was trash. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking I'm looking at you, Ad Astra. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah, but yeah, like I'm. I'm down for it, but that trailer, uh, I really hope whenever they cut a second trailer or whatever they do, um, someone else does it. Cause yes. that one, I, 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 it, it, I know exactly what you're saying. Cause after I watched it, I even went looking, I'm like, God, is there another trailer? Yeah. But Cause like, it's, not. and like, I, I didn't even know, uh, David Ayer, I didn't even catch on that he was doing it. Cause after that trailer, I was like, man, man, I'm super not into that. And then like, I went up onto the IMDB and I was like, Oh, it's Shia LaBeouf. I was like, I wonder, I wonder if there's anyone else in it that I know. And I was like, Oh, it's David Ayer. And then I was like, kind of like, okay, maybe there's something to that. And like, man, maybe we must've watched two different trailers. Cause I'm fairly confident in it. It said from writer director of oh, end it? of watch. And yeah, it like listed off a couple of his well, movies, but maybe I was just snoozing at that part or something. Maybe it was late at night. Maybe. But, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. And then I also watched the and I, they're both out now. So like, I'm gonna watch them hopefully in the next few days here. But yeah. the old guard on Netflix again. Yeah, wait, shout wait, out wait, to wait. like Charlie's there on. Yeah. I'm not. I'm like I'm ex, I'm I'm excited to watch that one. But it's not like 
I can't, can't, can't wait. Like, it looks good, but I'm not, like, dying to see it. Yeah. But I like I, the premise, and I like, and I like her, and the action scenes look good. See, I like her, but I remember when I watched, like, the little snippet on Netflix, like, kind of the premise, I was like, I don't know if I'm down for that premise. Um, but, I mean, it's on Netflix, so I'll probably check it out at some point. Um, just what the hell. Mm, and then Palm Springs, did you watch that trailer? No, that one I, I, I had no idea about until you dropped it in whenever you did, and I haven't had a chance to take a look at it. But it, so it's Andy Samberg? Yes, it's him, and I can't remember the girl's name for the life of me, but she was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, her. Yeah, that girl. She was also in one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror, where the oh, creepy yeah. guy from fucking Breaking Bad puts them all in his like computer simulation. Yeah, the Starship Enterprise yeah. one or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. the main girl in that one that kind of like breaks it all apart on him. Okay. So, yeah, yeah she's... The, I like her. Yeah, so th- the whole premise is she's like at a wedding and Andy Samberg's there and kind of like charms the pants off her and they're like on the beach and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he gets shot with like a crossbow bolt What? and starts like running away and she's like, what the fuck? And then he like goes into a cave... And he's like, don't follow me. And she follows him into the cave anyway. And then, boom, her alarm goes off. She wakes up the next day and she's kind of like, what the fuck? And then she runs into him. And then she like, some shit happens. And then, boom, she wakes up again. And it's the same day. It's Groundhog Day. And then she eventually kind of runs into him and is like, what the fuck is going on? I'm living the same day on repeat. And he's kind of like, yeah, I know. I told you not to follow me. Because if you're near me when I die or something like that, like you kind of get sucked into the same fucking loop as me. So they're both going through Groundhog Day loops where as soon as they die or as soon as the day ends, it rewinds back to that morning and they start all over again. Interesting. But yeah, but unlike Bill Murray's Groundhog. That's not where I thought that description was going to go when you started off describing this. Yeah, it well, it was, it was super weird. Like when when we're done here, you should go watch the trailer. But it looks entertaining as fuck. Cause I mean, it definitely is a rip off of Groundhog Day, but at the same time, it's slightly different. Cause Groundhog Day, Bill Murray was alone and he had to like find love or whatever to break the cycle. Oh yes. Whereas whereas this one, it's like they're both stuck on this loop together. So right. you know, at yeah. one hand, at least we have each other and we know what's going on. But at the other hand, it's like fuck you, I didn't want this, and now I'm stuck in this loop with you, but, like, we're not alone, and... But Andy Samberg's funny, and he, like, wrote the yeah. movie, too, right? So there's, like, okay. lots of... Lots of really good, like, offbeat jokes, yeah. and... But it, yeah. it it looks really good, and it just came out today or yesterday on Hulu, so... Okay. Should be able to... Should be able to stream it online right now, too, and that one's near the, the top of my list of movies that I really... Really want to sit down and watch. Yeah, I, I like Andy Samberg, and being that like you tell me that he, he kind of writes it, um, it makes me think there's going to be kind of some of that dumbass like Andy Samberg humor that that is pretty good. And yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm well, totally... I don't think, and I don't think it was just him. I think it like it's him and his writing partners, right? Like right. the two other guys from Lonely Island, like they're right. a writing group. Okay. So I mean, if that's the case, I'm I'm totally on board. Because what was that last one they did uh, where he was the pop star? Yeah, never stop, never stopping, or something like that. Yeah, and I actually thought that was actually fucking hilarious. Um, that was such a good movie. Yeah, so I, it made yeah. me cry because it was such a great spoof on like every yeah. other musical documentary. Yes, yeah, it was like they did it so well, and they just took it like so ridiculous. Like, just yeah, I could talk about there was, the movie 
for a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, they're phenomenal. If 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 anyone out there hasn't seen it, like you need go to go on. go watch it because if you, if you like that dumb ass, like Andy Samberg, like humor where it's like clearly ripping on something if you're into that it's a no-brainer go watch it and even if yeah, you're not did, into that try it anyway he also did another one that like i didn't even know about it until someone told me about it and i and i saw it because it's not a full-length movie it's kind of like a short but it's him as a tennis player oh uh yeah um that was the one it, that was on hbo it was um but it was something like that. It was like a tennis battle one. Yeah, and in it kind of in the same vein of like how in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping or whatever, where they rip on pop stars. In this one, it was kind of like a straight rip and satirical kind of world of what it's like to be a professional tennis player and how over the top it can be. And it was also absolutely hilarious. And I think it was only like twenty or thirty minutes long. Yeah, I wanna say there was one of them, like Steve Carell did one, but that was like very similar. And I don't remember if it was that one or the Andy Sandberg one that was on HBO, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't for the fucking, for the life of me recall what it was, what it was called, but it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, so it's fucking, I, I can't wait. I'm hoping tonight I, I go and watch. Yeah. Palm Springs. There you go. So tell me about Umbrella Academy. Oh man, have you seen the new the new trailer they released for it? No, because I actually never watched the first season. So. <gasps> oh man, it's another one that's like based on comic series, and it is amazing. It's especially because it's on Netflix, so you can go and watch it whenever. I know, but it's like. A bunch of babies are all born at the same day and they're born with superpowers and then some like rich old man adopts all of these babies from various families that they're born at to try and make like a family of superheroes to do good in the world. Like he raises them to, you know, save lives and do good and stuff like that. And eventually the father dies. So kind of all of these. Sorry, sidetrack, but kind of almost that one whole storyline that was in the Titans season one. Where that uh, yeah. where Tiger Kid comes from. Yeah, kind of um, like that. Okay. And so they all get like, eventually the father dies and they kind of like all go their own way. And, or no, like they all decide when they grow up, they decide like, fuck this, I'm going to go off, do my own thing. And they all peace out. And then the dad dies. So they kind of like all come back together. And one of the siblings who is played by, oh, what's her name? Uh, I want to say Ellen Page. That's not right. It's not Ellen Page. What is her fucking name? No, no it right. is Ellen Page. Yeah. No, it is Ellen Page. She's like the one child that doesn't have any superpowers. Oh. But huh. like she grew up, you know, being the brains and helping her dad with all of this kind of stuff. But then they all come back together to for like a common goal and stuff like that. And they all have different superpowers. Like one can technically like travel through time and travel in different places. Another one, his only superpowers, he can talk to um, like dead people, like spirits and shit like that. Oh. Another one is super strong. Another one's superpower is she has the power of suggestion. So if she says, I heard a rumor and then says something, then whatever she says to that person, they do like it kind of like goes into their head and they can't okay. stop. Huh. 
but it's got the reason I even like I saw this and I did like didn't think much of it until yeah. I saw that that uh, Robert Sheehan was in it. And I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he did he was in the first couple seasons of like fuck, a incredibly underrated show called Misfits. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Did you ever watch Misfits? I watching some of Misfits, yeah. Yes, he was in the first two seasons and he played Nathan. And he was that like super cocky, arrogant, always lipping everybody off. But he was so fucking funny. And the Misfits, in my opinion, after he left that series, went straight fucking downhill. But he's in the Umbrella Academy and he's got that same kind of like very witty, cocky, arrogant humor. Oh, yeah. And it's just like it's super fucking on point. And for an HBO show, like it's. Kind of in the same vein of Umbrella or of uh, the boys in the sense like there's lots of cursing, there's lots of violence, there's lots of gore. Okay. Like it, it doesn't hold anything back and just, huh. I don't know. It, it's, it's a phenomenal show and I just saw the new trailer and I am so fucking excited. Huh. I'm actually... I would say I'm almost as excited for season two of the Umbrella Academy as I am for season two of the boys. Huh. You saying that makes me think I should probably check it out. It's phenomenal. And again, one of those shows where like they don't do a whole lot of songs, but they they put when songs they in there and they yeah, when they do, it ties everything in like just super well and the character drivenness of it is super phenomenal and the whole world of like what's going on and who's happening with what and You'd end that the fucking action scenes. There's like I think it's the first episode or maybe the second episode. Like right off the top, there's like an action scene where the guy who can like travel through time and like teleport and shit gets into a fight in a diner with like seven or eight of these like agents that are trying to take him out. And it's so it's kinda like makes me think of Nightcrawler from X-Men where he's like running, he'll jump kick a guy and then oh, kind of like yeah. poof and then appear over here and oh, drop kick this other dude, but he can't he doesn't age oh so like everyone else is like a full-grown adult but this guy who has the tele teleportation ability or whatever he's like a 10 year old kid like in the body of a 10 year old kid but his mind like he's aged or whatever but i just added I won't, it to my Netflix list. I, I won't say too much because i don't want to ruin it for you but like it was really good it was like one of those shows that i started watching and i was like oh, i'll check out the first episode and yeah. then I literally watched all of them in a day. Huh. Yeah, I'll check it out at some point because that sounds all right. And if you're giving that much praise to it, then I should probably at least try an episode. If you like the boys, you'll like Umbrella Academy. Okay. All right. But that's really all I've got as far as like the news. I think that's all I got too. All right, well, in terms of what we've watched this week, I want to hear your conclusion to devs. Okay. Um, so not bad. Um, I don't think I'm as hot on it as you were. Um, but I think it's still pretty good. I mean, I kind of thought where they... Like, nothing really surprised me where they went with it. Um, yeah, you kind of... I didn't want to say it when you were guessing it, but when you're like, I think it's kind of simulation-related... Yeah. I wanted to be like, well, it is, but it's not because it's not that their world was a sorry. Spoiler alert. It's not like their world was a simulation, but in the end, his consciousness ends up going into a simulation. Yeah. And like, um, 
yeah and that and the the whole thing of like uh, as soon as people find out that hey it's just this predetermined thing uh, that we punch a new computer like as soon as they said that i was like just waiting i was like okay so when is when is going to be the pivotal moment that someone doesn't do what's in the computer because that's going to happen um, yeah so i think um but like overall like i thought um i still don't like that main girl i didn't think she was good um and that's fair i mean you you expressed that last week too and if you really don't care for someone who's acting in a show it's definitely going to affect yeah. the your overall view of it which is yeah. why i absolutely hate the 100 yeah which is totally fair um but i think Allison pill and nick offerman uh were were great as always um that show was beautiful like the the shooting wise and the cinematography yeah that was that was a gorgeous looking show and the soundtrack the sounds yeah. they use and the yeah. music they play like yeah. so yeah. well put together yeah it was like a very uneasy um like beats and like songs like instrumental stuff like they wanted you to kind of feel uneasy and stuff and it worked but yeah, yeah like really I, yeah i i suggested because i thought you would be into it but not like you would absolutely love it but i thought you would it would be kind of in your alley of that weird oh, yeah. different for sure and like like i don't regret watching it by any means and like i, I think it's a pretty good show um like i'm like I'm, I'm i'm not trying to shit on it like i think it's pretty good um it's just i'm not as hot on it that, that you are but i still think it's a very good show um like i would totally that's recommend. fair i i i came into that show right after mr robot oh ended okay. so like i was all in that fucking mindset and i i needed you know yeah. that kind of escapism that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought it was, thought it was good. Uh, Nick Offerman, way better than I thought he would be. Um, he crushed it. Yeah, like I think that's probably uh, the thing I, I, I liked the most about that show is, is I think I, I talked about this last week. Is like, I, I wouldn't have thought that that role would have been something that he would have done. And then kind of just out of more curiosity, kind of wanting to know if he killed it or, you know, didn't and, you know, to watch it and be like, yeah, I know you did like a really super solid job. Um, was a pleasant surprise. Like I was like, yeah, this guy's awesome. Um, I'm totally on board for this. So, yeah. yeah but now that you've seen that, yeah. And it's like, I get the feeling like that's it. Like, that's why I think it's a one and done series. Cause I don't know what you do from there. Yeah, it all depends. Like, you could probably write that in a few different ways. So, like, if you wanted to do a second season, you could take the um, the stance that, like, oh, there's all that shit happening outside of the simulation because Allison Pill was talking to that senator at the end of it. Um, so maybe maybe there's some avenues you go down that road with where that she's now having to kind of work with the government um, just to keep this thing, you know, powered up. And maybe they got to use it for some nefarious purposes or something like that. Yeah, I suppose if they were to do a second season, it would be Alice and Pill focus because I don't think you can do a second season with the two main with Nick Offerman and whatever her name no, is that isn't coming to top of my head. You'd have to really stretch the writing to be able to write them back out of that uh, fucking simulation that they put them in and somehow get them back in the world. Um, like I think if they were to do a second season, it would be Allison Pill uh, and about her being in bed kind of with that governor. Uh, like it was at the end of it because at the end of it she was basically like hey th this is what this is 
and I just need to keep it on because we can, we now got people uploaded into it. So yeah, yeah. it's, and it's, to me, it's one of those series. It's like a series that the final episode wrapped everything up and closed every door that I would possibly have and ended on such a good note that I almost, as much as I loved and I absolutely loved that show, I almost don't want to see any more seasons. Like, yeah. I feel like they should just leave it at that. Yeah, and that's totally fair. And I think that that's a testament to a really good show. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other shows off the top of my head that when a season ended, I went, yes, be done with um, it here. I, I, like, I'll say the first season of True Detective because none of those seasons tie together. Um, like, I remember... Well, the- yeah, they're all... Yeah. They're all separate, right? But I remember like something like that going like, okay, yeah, like that was perfect. Like you ended it. I'm trying to think of anything else if there was. Um, oh, you know what was a, a good one like that? Uh, the Night Manager with um, Hugh Laurie and uh, the dude who plays Loki. It was like a six British miniseries. I never actually saw it. It's actually really good. Um, it was, it was a surprisingly like really good time mind you i'm a total fucking slut for british television so like you you whisper the words like british drama in my ear and i'm i'm probably watching it um Mm, fair enough but yeah it was totally solid and i want to say that was like a four or six part miniseries and it was just done but i think it was based on a book so maybe that's why but Mm. maybe i'll have to check that one out yeah okay well I'm I'm happy that you at least enjoyed that show. Yeah. I, but holy fuck, have I been dying to talk to someone about Ray Donovan? Okay, tell me. Did, about Ray did you get did Did you get through the last season? Uh, so I'm super behind on Ray Donovan. I don't remember where I would have left off. Uh, just quit now. Oh, so not good. No, so good. Oh, and yet so bad. Oh, so this like this last season is him. In New York, right? Okay, so I left off, I think, in the season where Katie Holmes was in it. And I want to say I maybe got like partway through that. Was his wife alive? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. She had been <clears throat> like that. Yeah. But I could. Okay, I could so did you get to the I, end of that season, though? No, I don't think so. Uh, what happens at the end of that season? Okay, well, sp- Spoiler alert for people who haven't, but at the end of that season, I'm pretty sure it's that season. He ends up going to New York. Okay. And he climbs up to the top of a fucking building and jumps off the building into the fucking water into like the brook, like near the Brooklyn bridge or some shit. Like, yeah. Into the Hudson river. What? Yeah. And then at the, like the very last scene, he gets pulled out by uh, a cop that you will recognize as, oh no. He was in Entourage. He was Dom. He steals oh, like the turtle okay, figurine. Yeah, yeah okay, That yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. So he gets pulled out of the river by a cop who's played by that guy. And that's kind of where that season ends. And then this, this last season that just happened is him kind of like tr- struggling like, oh, or, oh fuck. Maybe I'm getting it confused. And maybe there was two seasons in New York. Because for a while, he struggles with, like, oh, do I want to live because my wife died of cancer? Like, do I want right. to live? Do I not want to live? Yeah. And his daughter, Bridget, she moved to New York, right? Okay, right, right. So, anyway, like, it was a good season, and it's him in New York, and it's him being Ray Donovan and doing Ray Donovan things. 
And then uh, I don't know if you recall when his wife was getting cancer treatment, his daughter Bridget got really upset with him because there was a guy who was supposed to get this experimental like cancer treatment. Yes. And, and Ray Donovan. Yeah. And took it away and got it for his wife. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So that guy ended up getting the cancer treatment anyway and ended up surviving. And Bridget felt so bad. She went to meet him to see how he was doing, ended up dating him, fell in love with him. They end up living together. Oh, okay. And I he becomes into that at some point. Yeah. So it, they end up living together in New York and he actually becomes a main character. Nope. Okay. So this is where there are definitely were. Now that I'm looking back, there are definitely two seasons in New York. So a whole bunch of crazy shit fucking happens. He's okay. now a main character and I won't like, I don't want to like ruin anything for it. No, but if you want to talk about it, go ahead. So all this crazy shit fucking happens in the second last season where there's a bunch of police corruption where the, that, that, guy who pulled him out from entourage they become good friends but then they end up like going against each other because they're corrupt police and ray works for a guy who's being fucked over by these police and da 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 da. they end up kidnapping bridget and ray donovan and mickey and bunchy and everyone ends up like killing a bunch of fucking cops and like chopping up their bodies and throwing them in the river and this includes bridget's young boyfriend that sounds like a ray donovan so then the set yeah, so then in the, this last season, some hotshot cop is now trying to figure out like how all... Because all these bodies started washing ashore. And she's like, oh, fuck, we just found the corpses of six missing cops. So she's uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And she's like kind of linking things to Ray Donovan and shit like that. So this guy, this kid becomes a main point. And then you get to the end of the season and like everything starts to work out. Like, I mean, there's still a lot of crazy shit happening where you're like, okay, well, where's this going to go? Where's this going to go? But the very last scene is Mickey being fucking Mickey and being greedy. And he ends up getting into a shootout with this guy that Ray used to work for when he used to live back in Boston and was like a 17 year old. Okay. So they end up getting into this fucking shootout. And the very last scene is, is Bridget's new boyfriend. Who's like, you know what, Mickey, like, I don't want to be here you know, take the money for yourself. I'm not going to help you. Bridget and I kind of worked through our like marital problems and we're going to be together. So he goes to leave right as these like Boston crime guys roll up. A fucking shootout happens. Everybody runs away and this kid gets fucking shot. And then Mickey's kind of standing over him and has to decide like, do I take this briefcase full of cash? They're like stocks worth millions. Or do I help out my my granddaughter's husband and kind of just like leaves him bleeding out in the street and runs away. Huh? And I was like, Holy shit. Like it's one of those endings where you're like, Oh my God, like this is fucking insane. I can't wait to see what happens now. And then two months later, Ray Donovan canceled. Uh. (laughs) Fucking showtime. Fucking showtime. That's rough. That's rough. See, it's, it's, Oh, I was, I can't even express like in words, the rage I felt when I read that Showtime canceled it. You're not going to finish with a few episodes. Like it's just straight up canceled. Yep. They're just like, nah, fuck it. We're done. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? You cocksuckers, you sons of bitches. Like, how dare you? And it wasn't like, like, you know how a lot of network shows where they're like, oh, 
we may be coming back, we may not kind of thing. So they kind of plan accordingly where they do seasons where it's like, if it ends here, it's not the best, but at least we wrap some things up. Yeah. If you go back and read the reports, nobody on that show had any idea they were getting canceled. No. And the worst part was, the worst part was, is before they got canceled, they had planned to do, I think, eight seasons total, and that was the seventh, or maybe they're doing whatever that season was, that just seven. that was the seventh season. Yeah. Yeah. So prior to the seventh season, like from the get go, the showrunners and the creators and stuff said, okay, we're in the seventh season. We're going to do the seventh season, and then we're going to do one more and we're going to end it. We're going to end it in the eighth season. So they did all of this stuff with the full intention and the roadmap of having a eighth and final season close all the doors and after the seventh season came out showtime's like now we're done so i'm seeing an article now that says ray donovan uh like Liv schreider says there will be more ray donovan at some point i don't know i think that's him just being hopeful like oh maybe netflix will pick it up for one fucking season so we can close everything off but as far as like showtime or like killed but Maybe it gets picked up. Yeah. At some point, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 done. Showtime is not doing anymore. That fucking sucks. And I'm I'm. <laughs> yeah. I, I I saw something on YouTube, and that's what made me drop this into our fucking list of things to talk about. Because as soon as I saw like, oh, here's some interesting things you may not have noticed in Ray Donovan, I was like, it triggered me, and I got so oh, yeah. upset. Fair enough. See, I I because I go ahead, go ahead. I did, sorry, I was just going to say I loved that I genuinely loved that show yeah. and really really enjoyed it and it kills me that I don't get to see how it ends. Yeah, that's fair. That that really sucks like when you're super invested and you're just like and especially like when you're having a good time with it and then they leave you on like a fucking greasy ass cliffhanger and then it just gets canceled. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Well, and that's like when you catch up and you watch that final episode you'll know exactly what i'm talking about because like like i said when some shows are like we may or may not be coming back or we never know when we're going to end they try to clean things up for the most part every time they end a season just in case it doesn't come back just in case there's ever any doubt that they won't get one more season but you can tell clear as fucking day that they were like yeah we have a whole nother season we have everything planned out how to fucking wrap this up and yeah. None of them knew. It just happened, and they were all like, "Oh and shit, that, really?" And that really sucks, especially like being that it wasn't like one of those cases where like, "Oh yeah, no, like we're planning a few more arcs or a few more seasons." Like they were just like, "Yeah, we got one more in us, and then we're out." Like that even makes it worse because clearly, yeah, well, like at least it wasn't gonna go on forever. Like it was just give us one more, and I bet even if you were just like, "Okay, we'll give you six six episodes," like shorten it up, like that probably would have been enough, but. Or at least prior to this season, be like, hey, guys, we don't know if we're going to give you an eighth, right? Like, give them some kind of heads up. Like, these guys had no idea. It wasn't until the whole season was done where they found out. And at that point, you can't do anything because your whole seven season's out. Yeah. And it's just an even bigger piss off because, like, if you read the articles, they've said from the fucking beginning, they planned it as an eight season show. Like they had this mapped out, like going back several fucking years. They were like, this is the roadmap. Eighth season is the last. We know we're ending in the eighth. And the network knew that they wanted to end it after eight, that they weren't going to carry on even if ratings were good. Like this is where it ends. And they're like, nah, too bad. Huh? It reminds me of the following. 
Yeah. Because they did that with the following. It just started yeah. getting really good. They had a whole season planned and Fox being fucking Fox. Axed yeah, it. we're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that they planned for eight seasons because I kind of tuned out of that show. Like I, I super was in love with Ray Donovan for like the first four or five seasons. I was like, this is really good. And then I kind of got the feeling that it was going on too long. And it, and then I kind of stopped watching a little bit. And then I think I caught back up and then I slowly kind of started, kept watching it uh, the season that we were just talking about. So it's interesting that you said that they had like planned eight because and maybe it was just me, but I kind of got the feeling that like the show went on longer than it should. But and see, I, I didn't I mean, they probably could have ended it like earlier on. But honestly, in these last two seasons, like with the changing of like location, instead of being like being New York instead of L.A. and some of like the new um, <clears throat> storylines that they opened up, like it reinvigorated my love for that show. Because like I totally understand where you're coming from. Like yeah. I started teetering off, too, but it was one of those things where it's like I was sitting at home and I didn't know what to watch. Yeah. And it's like, well, there are there's a new season of Ray Donovan. Like eventually yeah. I am going to have to finish that show. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. Cause it was falling off, but like these last couple seasons, it's, it picked back up for me again. And it, it reinvigorated that like enjoying feeling yeah. that I got when I was watching the first couple of seasons. Yeah. And I didn't know that they changed like, or that they were going to change locations to New York. Like that, that's total news to me. Like if I would have known that I probably would have watched, like watched more of it and maybe not as like dropped off and been like, okay, I'll, I'll catch up whenever kind of thing. Cause that actually probably would have like solved some of my issues is like change like a new environment and some new people that probably would have like reinvigorated for me and now i'm just kind of mm-hmm. curious to check it out just to see this greasy cliffhanger that they kind of killed it on just out of like more Dude. curiosity where i was like how bad how how fucked am i gonna feel at the end of this like you're you're gonna feel so fucked you're gonna feel like showtime or whoever like the official network behind that show is you're gonna feel like they took both their fists and well, you bent over to pick up a fucking loony, shove them right up your ass. Like that, uh, the South Park episode where they fuck Indiana Jones. Yes, <laughs> like that. They're going to bend you over a fucking pinball machine. Hee! 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 I, I, uh, <laughs> like, I, it's, it's, it's honestly on par, if not a little bit more rage inducing than the fucking final season of Game of Thrones to me. Just that last episode, the whole wow. season, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, but the last ten minutes of that last episode, followed by the news that it was canceled, made me just as angry as I felt when I finished watching the final season of Game of Thrones. That's fair, especially if you're like, you were kind because of, like it almost kind of sounds like you were like me, where it was like, okay, you were in a slump at the show, and then like it was getting really good, and you were like, yeah, give me that Ray Donovan back in love again, and then they just it gets even better and then they just kill it and you're just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I could yep. see that. I could see that. That's. Yep. Very. Oh man. Sorry. Like, I've, I've just from ranting and being angry. I've got a minor rage induced headache right now. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, you got to get it out. If we can't do it on this podcast, what the fuck are we doing? But yeah, let me, let me know when you finally catch up and watch it because you are, I swear you're going to feel just as angry as I am. And I can't wait to hear your angry thoughts on how they they fucking left that, hung that show out to dry. I actually might bump that up on the priority list just because like at its core, like I I loved Ray Donovan when it was like 
the early seasons and if it like kind of came full circle and went to a new location like i'm kind of totally on board with more of that and giving me more ray donovan or ray donovan and now i'm just kind of even more curious to like give myself a little bit of pain with that pleasure and watch this like really shitty acting of the series and then get even more mad about it so maybe maybe i'll I'll go down that road and be like, oh man, I'm really back in love with. Ray. Maybe I'll just put myself through that grief cycle where I'm just like, oh man, Ray Donovan is great. Oh man, fuck Ray Donovan. Fuck this shit. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, but definitely, well, as soon as they swap locations, it definitely breathed new life into that show. Huh. That's that's interesting. I'm gonna maybe watch. At least, at them. least I think you'll feel you'll feel similar to it. I don't know. Maybe you'll go and you'll start watching it and you'll go. Okay, yeah, they're in a new location, but it's the same old fucking bullshit. It's still yeah. going downhill. I still don't care for it. For yeah. me personally, I know as soon as they went to New York and stuff, I was like, okay, this, it's still the same old Ray Donovan and it's still kind of the same like shenanigans and, you know, but like it, it, it felt refreshed, you know, yeah. it was like a new coat of paint and I was like, okay, I like seeing this. Okay. That's fair. Hmm. All right. But enough of my, my Ray rage. Fair enough. So I watched. Tell me how you finally felt about it. So have you seen both of those? Of all? course I have. Okay. So I hadn't seen either of them, and I'm not like I'll, I'll start off by saying I'm not a big horror guy. Like I usually don't go out of my way to watch a horror movie, and but I was always kind of curious because it always got really good reviews, and people are like, "Oh, this is a really good like R-rated like Stephen King thing." That's how they should have done it the first time. But I mean, yeah. And the uh, the thing that I really wanted, uh, I so here's here's the kind of TLDR is I really wasn't is- interested in it chapter one. I just watched it because I really wanted to see it chapter two because of that rock star cast. And I went into it thinking like I'll I'll get through it chapter one and then I'll get to where I really want to spend my time, which is it chapter two. And it turns mm. out that I actually like it chapter one way more than it chapter two. I was waiting to see which one you liked better because I also thought it chap like chapter one was better than chapter two. Yeah. And it's and it's fucking bizarre because like you said, all star cast. Yeah. But as much as this is where this is the main reason that I like chapter one more than chapter two is chapter one, it was that dark, gritty, scary, suspenseful yeah. Stephen King vibe. And as soon as they went to chapter two, as much as I fucking love Bill Hader, his goddamn comedic relief turned it into a fucking comedy show. See, and I I didn't find that. That was my issue with number two. What I thought, um, I I liked it chapter one because I found it was this really awesome comedy, like really suspenseful thing. And it had some comedic timing in it, which worked um, to kind of spread it out. What were it chapter two fell apart with me is I thought it just turned into a generic beat the bad guy movie at the end. Well, I mean, it definitely did, but I mean, that's kind of like that typical fucking uh, story arc. But to me, it went from being that suspenseful, dark thriller to being too funny. Like I the the second one, like, don't get me wrong. There was some like surprise shock moments where it's like, oh, my God, you know, like you kind of get that little jump. Yeah, but it was too funny. Yeah, there's too much comedy in it, and that took away from the scary vibe that it's supposed to have. Yeah, like it, it had two different tones for the first and second movie, and I like it seemed like the second movie almost wasn't really a horror movie. Um, 
like it seemed like it lost a lot of that charm that it built up in the first one um because yeah i i thought the first one was great like it was like were they do we were they written and directed by the same people yeah i think so i don't know if they were directed by the same people but i think they were written by the same people uh, Andy Chase and Carrie. Um, might have been. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was directed by the same two people or the same person. Yeah, same director. And I think loosely it was probably written by some of the same people. I guess maybe, but but yeah, I, I it was this weird thing because I totally thought i would like the second one more um especially because it has james uh mcavoy in it i love him it had jessica chastain in which is like she's like the love of my life so really yeah i love jessica chastain i don't i love her like i don't think she like she's a she's a good actor and stuff like that but i do not i don't think she is as attractive as everyone thinks she is like she's a, she's a good looking woman. Don't get me wrong, but I like. I've heard from lots of people like, oh yeah, she's my dream woman. She's beautiful. And it's like, well yeah, she's good looking, but I don't think she's as attractive as many other people out there. Fair enough. But yeah, but yes, I also the first one it leaps and bounds better. No, it was not. This the screenplay for the second one was not the same writers as the first one. Oh, so I wonder if that that was the case of the second one. Yeah. For the second one, they 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 list Stephen King and Gary Dauberman as the writers on it, oh, and on the first one, they list Chase Palmer and Carrie Fukunaga. Oh yes, he's the dude as that the wrote, writers. Um, the first season, the True Detective. Yeah, so different different writers. Hmm. Interesting, and ma- maybe that had something to do with it. Because yeah, I was oh fuck James McAvoy, Bill Hader, like. I was like, yes, let's do this. And then I was like, oh, I still enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Don't like, get me wrong. Like, it, and I like that it was two, like two yeah. parts, because if you go back and watch the original, which I don't know if you ever did, they shoved no. everything in there. Like, it was just too much in such a short period of time that you didn't get the the same. It's one of the few Stephen King books I actually read, and I didn't get the same feeling watching the original it as I did when I read it. Right. This one was a lot closer and you got yeah. a lot more information and a lot more of the backstory and yeah, it just felt more complete, like a much better representation as two, two and a half hour chapters. Yeah. And like, I, like I, I probably sounded like I was totally shitting on uh, the second one, but like, I, I think the second one is a fine movie. Like, I, like I enjoyed my time with it. I just, after watching the first one like i didn't think i would like the first one as much as i did so like i think if you look in the discord like at like 8 30 or something i put in like it chapter one as i'm watching it and then like two and a half later as i say it chapter two because i just wanted to watch the next one i did notice that yeah and so like because i watched the first one i was like that was way better than i thought like it kind of totally blew my expectations out of the water and I was like, yeah, let's get on to the second one. Like, this is going to be great. And then, like, I, I still enjoyed the second one, but I I found it was, like, tonally-wise, it was, like, two different movies. Like, totally different in my mind. And then I found that it at the end of it, it just turned into way too of a generic, like, here beat the monster and not as much of a horror kind of vibe as, like, the first one had. 
Like it yeah. just kind of seemed like they were running around and it was just kind of this, this big set piece, which is fine. But at the same time, I was kind of hoping that it would have been more that kind of like smaller horror vibe that kind of the first one had. Um, and not just like, Hey, we're, we're fighting this big monster thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. No, I but, couldn't agree more. Um, other, but like, I thought like all the performances, like, um, Jessica Chastain and James McBoy, I think they killed it. Like they were really good. Most, pretty much all the older people, um, your issue with Bill Hader and his comedy thing, like I found a few times I was like, okay, this is a little bit, uh, like too slapsticky for, for maybe an it chapter two when you're, you're kind of trying to be the serious horror thing. Uh, but for the most part, I didn't mind it. I think there was just too much of it. Like, I think if they were to cut it in half, it probably would have been fine. But I think they just doubled down on it and it got to the point yeah. that too much of it that it kind of took you out of it. Whereas I think if, if he had like half the jokes or half the bits uh, that he had written, I bet it would have worked great because that that worked really well in the first movie is like it didn't have a whole lot of humor. But the little bits is like the kids were rocking around town and like fucking around with each other being like nine year olds. And like there was quite a bit of humor there, but it was like bite sized pieces that was just kind of put into those natural conversations. And it worked because it kind of took the tension off and then it would kind of be in the background and then the tension would come in and then like they'd be leaving and there'd be conversations and they would kind of bring a little bit of the comedy back. But in the second one, it seems like they just kind of threw it in your face. Like, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, I, I'm like his comedic relief was like, there like a lot of the little one liners and stuff were good. Like, it was yeah. it was enjoyable and they were funny yeah. but yeah like you said like it just it felt like the first one where there were like the little one-liners and stuff where you're like okay that's a nice release yeah. from the suspenseful tension yeah. that i'm feeling yeah. it just felt like every time and i love bill Hader, and he still yeah. did good in that role yeah. like i'm not blaming him as as you know i'm not blaming bill Hader, the actor but it feels like they just like you said they doubled down far too much on his yeah comedic relief and like you said it completely changed the tone of the movie and for the worse because throughout the first one despite those comedic timings and stuff like that it still was very suspenseful it was still very dark and very suspenseful and the second one to me it felt more funny with suspenseful moments as opposed to a suspenseful movie with yeah. funny moments you know exactly and that's why the first one used it so smart is because it would have these really tense frightening moments and then they would have like okay they're walking to go figure out what they're going to go do next and they're throwing a few little quibs at you and you're kind of laughing and you're kind of forgetting about that tension you just felt so that they can effectively bring that tension back after you're relaxed it's a it's, it's a great way to do uh like a horror or serious theme theme where you want to like kind of give your audience like a little bit of a breather and then like suck them back in yeah. and if you do it right it, it it's it's amazingly it works amazingly well but when you double down on it it, it it complete it completely makes what you were trying to do ineffective because you're not skirting that line you just went right over it so yeah still really enjoyed it i just wish yeah. it would have been a little bit different yeah yeah so but tell me about why were you watching the old national treasure movies because they there's a third one coming out and i couldn't be more fucking excited okay fair enough did you watch did you watch the the first two national treasures oh yeah i i'm not gonna lie i don't remember much of them other than they steal 
uh what the fucking independence something yeah so and, and maybe i i should have put this more in the news size because it and the news side of things because it's not more of it's not as much about like going back and my oh. thoughts on the original oh. it's more so the fact that there's a third one coming out and my biggest guilty pleasure for films yeah like you know how you know how rom-coms is like your guilty pleasure yeah. i love like the puzzle movies like the dan okay. brown films are oh, some yeah. of my favorites because i love that like as the characters trying to like decipher the clues and the hints and figure out what's going on, you're trying to do it too. And I love it even more. So when they like reference realistic things in life where it's like, Oh, here's in like Dan Brown does that phenomenally. I wish they would release the fucking lost symbol pissing me off how they jump around in those films. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of those Dan Brown movies, I actually quite like those because I do like a good, like puzzle movie, like piecing it together. And I like those too. Yeah. They just, they, they do them out of like okay to do bad they are too so (laughs) yeah and but and i also just love tom hanks it irritates me that they did um da vinci code first before angels and demons because angels and demons was before da vinci code and like i actually yeah it was angels and demons then da vinci code then the lost symbol and then inferno and they did they did Da Vinci Code first, then went back in time to do Angels and Demons, and I've I've read all four of those books. Yeah. And the Lost Symbol was actually after um, Da Vinci Code was actually like my my second favorite of the books, and they completely skipped the Lost Symbol and went right to fucking Inferno. Oh. And Inferno was, in my opinion, the worst of those four books. So I that's why I didn't like I was like, okay, if you're gonna do Inferno, do it last because it's gonna perform the worst. And sure as shit, it didn't do great, and now I'm probably never gonna get to see Tom Hanks in Dan Brown's Lost Symbol, which breaks oh. my heart because I thoroughly love that fucking book. Fair enough. Anyway, those are the type those are my guilty pleasures. Fair so enough. when I heard that there is an there's another national treasure coming out, I was beyond fucking stoked. Because yeah. they're just so, so much fun. And Nicolas Cage is probably the greatest actor in the history of the world. Probably. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. But did, did you, si- side note here, did you ever see the episode of Community where Abed takes the class on Nicolas Cage? Uh... <clears throat> think so i remember the one where he takes the class on three's company yeah where he's where he definitively decides that she is the boss yeah and it causes the teacher to like break down and quit yeah so in the same vein they make a reference like they introduce a new class and it's called nicholas cage and you'll recognize the teacher i can't remember his fucking name but like if you see that actor you'll be like oh yeah i've seen him in a lot of stuff (laughs) and abed goes into that class and the teacher's just like hey i know what happened when you took who's the boss yeah. he's like i'm telling you right now because the class was like nicholas cage like greatest actor or worst actor and the guy's oh. like i'm telling i'm telling you right now there is no definitive he I mean, is neither the best nor the worst and abed like ends up losing his fucking mind because he can't figure out if nicholas cage really is a good or a bad actor and then, like one what's that I said, I honestly think that's probably the case in real life. I think Nicolas Cage is either gr- the greatest actor of all time or he's the worst and none of us just know. <laughs> well, and that's that's why this is like one of the best meta community fucking episodes ever. Because at one point they walk into his apartment 
and it, you know how like in crime scene movies they like have yeah. the bulletin board with string that leads to different clues yeah it was yeah. like that, but the string was leading from the roof to the floor to the table to the wall to back to the ceiling. And there was like Nicolas Cage pictures hung everywhere. And then Abed ends up having a mental break where he starts doing Nicolas Cage impressions. And it was just okay. This absolutely is absolutely amazing. Starting ring a bell, yeah. So great episode. But anyway, yes, I'm so excited for a national treasure. Yeah, honestly, and I'm go ahead. I'm I'm holding off until it's closer to the time, and then I want to go back, watch both National Treasures, and then watch the new one like right after. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, because I I remember those National Treasure movies being uh, like just a shit ton of fun. Like, don't take themselves too seriously. Like, it's just hey, here's kind of a a dumbass kind of like treasure hunting heist movie with Nicolas Cage and, and they got some quibby humor and it, it's kind of like this cookie cutter thing, but they're just fun. Like they're just fun. Um, mm-hmm. So you just sit down and you, you know what you're going to get. Like, it's, yeah, it's like going to a fast food place and like getting the burgers, like you, you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, and, and you go there cause you want that. Um, and I think that's what those are. And that's, that's why I like them. And that's why I'm totally on board for a new one, especially, you know, I don't remember, uh, like, I honestly don't remember if they had, like, people in both of those movies that weren't Nicolas Cage that came with both of those. Like, if they're going to get, like, if they're going to really tie it together or if, like, Nicolas Cage is the only one that's coming back. Yeah, that I don't know. But I got excited because I saw that they, well, not excited, but I'm curious because they they signed uh, Chris Bremner to write the script. And he's the one who wrote Bad Boys for Life. So I'm curious how he's going to go about this. I mean, depending on who you ask, Bad Boys for Life was garbage. Um, I actually thought Bad Boys for Life was a great time. Um, Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. It was dumb, and it was totally not what I thought it was going to be. But also, it wouldn't have been been what I wanted it to be unless Michael Bay came back and directed it. And as soon as I realized that, I just kind of was like, okay. well then, side note: you must be pretty fucking stoked because they all Bremner also signed to write a fourth Bad Boys movie. Okay, I'm totally on board for that. But okay, I'm <laughs> on board for that if it's Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. I'm not on board for it if it's those young guys that they're trying to shoehorn into a new thing from Bad Boys. Mm. I'm not into that. Get the fuck mm, out of here with that. Fuck that because they were clearly trying to do that in Bad Boys for Life. Set it up where it's like, hey, we could maybe do a Bad Boys with these new young guys. And I was like, nah, I'm totally not. I, on board I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I felt like it wasn't like they were trying to like pass the mantle down for future Bad Boys. To me, it more felt like they were setting up to do like a Bad Boys spinoff. See, if they did a spinoff, I'm fine with that because then I can just choose not to watch that if I don't want it to. But I, I, to me, Bad Boys is a Will Smith, Martin Lawrence thing, and I want that dumbass shit. But yeah, fuck if they make another one. Me fucking too. Sign up. Sign me up. For yeah. That. yeah. And anyway, sign me up. That's why that. I want to talk about National Treasure. Okay, that's fair. Uh, those movies are totally serviceable. They're totally awesome. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. We'll do a National mm-hmm. Treasure before the new one comes out. Fantastic. Okay, so so Birds of Prey. I'm guessing you probably don't share as much of my enthusiasm for it as. Well, the last time we talked about Birds of Prey, you told me it was one of your favorite DC movies and you highly recommended it. Yes. So, yes. matter of factly, Saturday night, the reopening of our local theater, okay. I went and saw Birds of Prey. Oh, shit. Okay. And thoughts? 
it was fantastic. Okay. Sorry, not the movie. Going to the going to the theater. It was five dollar tickets, and there was nobody there. I know. I know. Oh, it was great. I like keep it keep it up, Cineplex. As far as the movie goes, I went in with high expectations because you praised it so much. Oh. The first bit of the movie, I was like, I don't know. I was getting disappointed. I felt disappointed at the beginning. I was like, this isn't. This isn't kind of what I thought. Yeah, and maybe just my expectations were too high. But I will say, as the story progressed and as things started happening more, I got more and more into it. And then I ended up very much so enjoying that movie. It would definitely, definitely leaps and bounds better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. One gripe I have, and it's a small fucking gripe to have, but it's something that I couldn't stop staring at the entire movie, and it was driving me off the wall was i th- i think margot robbie does a great harley quinn especially in her voice like yeah. when i hear hear her talk as harley quinn yeah. it very much reminds me of like the old batman cartoons yeah yep that being said when <clears throat> the writers absolutely and totally fucked the joker with his stupid appearance and all those dumbass fucking tattoos in order to keep in line with the suicide squad and her appearance in there, she's yeah. got that one fucking tattoo that goes along her jawline that says rotten. And it drove me off the wall. Uh-huh. The entire movie. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I could get on board with her little heart tattoo, but, but seeing that, that stupid fucking rotten tattoo on her jawline, like it irritated me throughout the whole movie. That's fair My enough. absolute favorite part of that movie was was Ewan McGregor. Yes. Okay. I'm gl- I'm glad you Whole, that cuz he's the he's a the, a great bad guy. Oh my god, he did so fucking good in that role. Like when I first saw him and like heard him talk cuz like your first introduction to him in the film is when she's loaded in that club and yeah. breaks the dude's legs yeah. and he's kind of like, yeah. "Uh, can I get you anything else? That was my driver's leg." And I was like, "Oh, Ewan McGregor. I thought he had a bigger role than just some nightclub owner." But then you like you know, the movie keeps pro- progressing and he's one of my favorite villains of all time. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I, it's, I, when I originally pitched that movie to you, I tried not to overhype him too much because of how much I love that performance. Cause me and my buddy walked out of that movie and we both were kind of talking about it and we both kind of came to the conclusion that that's maybe the best bad guy since hands in the original Die Hard. Yeah. It, he was so fucking good. His yeah. mannerisms and yeah. his like, deep-rooted yeah. insecurity the way he moved and talked and like you know was this very threatening bad guy but then you know moments later he's kind of like this insecure baby that needs to be fucking coddled and reassured that he's doing a good yeah. job like yeah so good so, so fucking- good yeah so good that one of the reasons like on the like pros and cons the likes versus dislikes of the movie my biggest dislike of the movie is the fact that he fucking dies at the end because I want more yeah. Roman Cyanos or however yeah. you pronounce that last name. Yeah. Like I want more Roman. Yeah. Yeah. He was the, by they, far the greatest part of that movie. They need to do a spinoff prequel thing where it's like, here's Roman as he becomes Roman. Yeah. Like he sure. needs a standalone DC movie. As, as how he becomes black mask. Yeah. Yeah. It's he like, yeah. The, the the movie in general I enjoyed and it was good, but 
he was like he bumped that movie up from like this is an enjoyable good movie to like i thoroughly enjoyed this movie he was so fucking good one of my favorite characters of all time because he just he fucking killed that role and i'd never like i've heard of black mask but i don't really recall him in the comics or the cartoons or anything like that so this is like a fairly like new introduction to that villain for me but i love him i fucking love him i love hugh and mcgregor as roman best goddamn villain ever yep like it's when me and buddy came out uh, like that's what makes that movie so amazing to me and why it's so high up on my dc list is because of him like we i remember walking out and me and my buddy were talking about it and it's like that's the best villain on screen since hands and die hard and that is a tall fucking order um, yeah and like we just walked out going like he's on that same level and he's spectacular like it's like you said his mannerisms how he just got into that character like it's like it was written for him um because it was so I, good like his charisma like his, the way he just kind of commanded the screen and and everything like oh that's so good yes i i wish that the movie was more focused on him than harley quinn yeah like it's kind of like what you said like if they announced like a roman sionis movie with ewan mcgregor tomorrow like fuck sign me up because i'm i'm there day one oh yeah me too like it's, it's so great and like i went and saw it with the girlfriend and i've said it a million times before and i will say it again the soundtrack during a movie is critical and both me and my girlfriend walked out of that movie and before i even said anything the first thing she said like because i asked her like did you enjoy it because i couldn't really tell oh yeah that's normally not her style of movie she's like no i actually really i really liked it i enjoyed it and i was like okay good i was a little concerned that maybe you weren't enjoying it while we were watching it but the first thing she says after that she goes I really, really like the music that they played throughout in all the various scenes. And I was yeah. like, yes, you know, me it, too. They did it. a fantastic job with that soundtrack. Yep. They, uh, in my mind, they kind of killed that movie all around. Like there was, there was a few grapes, like parts where it was just like a generic kind of thing. But like overall, like I, I went into that movie with zero expectations when I first watched it. Like I didn't even want to watch it in theaters. Like my buddy was like, "Hey, you want to see Birds of Prey?" And I'd seen the trailers before, and I was like, "I don't know, maybe I'll just." Yeah, it wasn't on my list. And like I was totally like ready to just like catch it on demand somewhere. And but it was like a weekend, and there was nothing else to watch. So I was like, "What the hell? We'll go watch it." And like I remember coming out going like, "God damn!" Like that was especially you and McGregor's part. Um, but yeah, I- I'm glad you liked it. I shouldn't have overhyped it as much as I did, but no, I I definitely did enjoy it. And I would honestly, I, I shouldn't say I'm reluctant. I'm not reluctant, but I, I probably, I enjoyed it that if they had like a set, like kept the same writers or the same director or kept it in the same vein, but did another birds of prey movie. Now that they've like formed their little super group, I would, I'd be into watching that. Cause I also really, I I'm a big Mary Elizabeth Winstead fan. Yeah. Yeah, and even she, though she didn't have a whole lot in that movie, and her character was kind of like nerdy and quiet and shy, despite being this like really badass fucking killer. Yeah, but I would, I, I would totally watch another and Birds I, of Prey movie. And I want to say that like maybe they're trying to set up something where like they do do one more like kind of do a Birds of Prey kind of series maybe or something like that. Like they definitely set it up that way, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like very much so 
so it wouldn't surprise me if they're doing another one. Um, whether that's been confirmed or not, I have no idea. But yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I hopefully it did well enough that they do. I hope so. I think it did well enough. Uh, what does Box Office Mojo say? Uh, yeah, very um, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Big fan. Quite enjoyed it. Yeah, would watch again. So, uh, it's made money. It had a well, that's a step in the right direction. It had a budget of like eighty four million. Worldwide, it made 201. So you take that 84, you tack another, call it 40 million on there for your theater cuts and your marketing, call it like 120 million total budget. That made like 70, 80 million dollars on top of everything. That might be enough to make another one. Yeah, that ain't bad. That's not bad. So. Yeah, I I am totally on board with that, but I'm totally on board with just a uh, any Ewan McGregor Roman Sionis spinoff. Give me that. Yes, more than anything, that's what needs to happen. I don't know if they will or not. Um, like I don't know. If they, they won't. Um, let's be let's be completely fucking real. It's not happening. They won't, uh, which is kind of a shame. Um, but who knows if Ewan McGregor would even want to do a sequel, um, or whatnot. But because he's also got that. He's doing that uh, Kenobi spinoff series for Disney Plus. Oh right, I forgot all about that. Which I'm kind of excited for that because I I quite like him and Obi Wan in some of the books and shit and some of the non you like non movie stuff has some really good stories. Hmm. So, but yeah, I'm glad you liked Birds of Prey. I'm glad your girlfriend liked it. I call that a win. Yeah, it, it was a it was a good movie. It was a good time. Pleasantly surprised because like it was was not on my list at all. Well, it was kind of on my list. It's like I kind of want to see it, but I was I was never in any immediate rush, and I was like, oh, and, uh, watch, I'll throw it on. Yeah, and honestly, it was a it was a combination of um, of your high praises. That coupled with the fact that, like, other than Bloodshot, it was the only other movie where I was like, yeah, maybe I would watch that. That was playing at the local theater, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well. Yeah. That's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. That's all I got to say. That's all I've watched. That's all my news. Yeah. This week, I just have to crack down on uh, Old Garden Palm Springs. While I wait for the boys in Umbrella Academy to come out. Yeah, I think this week I'm going to try to finish up The Sinner Season 3. Which, it's not grabbing me as good as the first couple of seasons, so we'll see. No, kind of on the decline? Yeah, maybe. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. And then now I'm kind of curious about watching more Ray Donovan. I do it. I like. I I want you to watch it not for your own like personal closure to catch up. I just really want to hear your take on how it ends. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like really curious now and like I like morbid kind of like I kind of really want to get back into Ray Donovan and really love it and then for some reason just give myself some pain and be like, man, what the fuck, fuck. (laughs) And that is exactly what is going to happen. So maybe I'll put that on the priority list. Who knows? 
And I got Umbrella Academy now too. I think I think you're I think you're really gonna enjoy Umbrella Academy. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. I'm usually never wrong. This is true. You you were then (laughs) I'll be all knowing being. One of a few, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the other one's me. I just didn't (laughs) you know. Don't break. All right, well, that's all I got. So unless you have anything else to add, might have to bid adieu. That is all for me. All right.